0: How difficult is
1: that to take? Oh, it's okay.
0: I mean, it's,
2: uh, it's a situation that uh, <laughs> was. How uh, is it difficult? What's difficult? Was just going... When I was
3: five, my daddy took me down to Easton Road. He left the knee up
0: high
4: upon his shoulder. Let's go on. Well, welcome to the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. This is episode number 28. And uh, as always, I'm Charlie and I'm joined by Calvin and Jack. How are we doing, boys? I'm all
5: right. I'm doing good. Doing good, mate.
4: Good. Well, it's a big one this week. We've obviously got a lot of stuff to pack into an hour. So we'll uh, get started with it. And uh, Jack, I'm going to hand over to you for this one. So um, you are uh, representing the podcast and a... Uh, at the Hibs uh, women's game against Spartans and Hibs won 3-0 with goals coming from Alexa Coyle, Colette Kavanagh and Michaela Macaloni. So, Jack, um, take it away, mate. Sum it up for us.
6: A very, very good performance. I think in the past, the games against Spartans always used to be really, really tight. You know, it was a team that always caused us problems and they're a team that, you know, they have a big rivalry with us. I'm not going to deny that. I think because of how bad hearts women are and how badly run hearts women are we don't really have that rivalry with hearts spartans Hibs is the edinburgh derby when it comes to women's football and i think that even now that's the bigger rivalry and i'll say that and even for the players that's the bigger rivalry so it, i think it was just great to beat them the way we did you know 3-0 such a confident result you know last season we got beat by spartans we drew with them and then when we did beat them it was tight you know and we it wasn't our best performance. We went out there and we played with so much confidence. You could really tell that the girls are playing for each other and they're playing as a team. And I was just shocked. Uh, going into that game, I would have taken a one or two nil and been like, "Okay, good. We've got that one." At the way, just the way we won, brilliant. And Spartans didn't threaten us at all in that game. They had the odd chance, and as always, they were very, very physical. That's what you'd expect out of that sort of game. But not once did they sort of threaten us re- with you know, any sort of intent. Um, I don't think... I couldn't pick any highlights for Spartans in the game. You know, I, I think, in all honesty, United played better at them at points when we beat them 10-2. I think Spartans just didn't really have any creativity. The other thing is it was a bit stop-start because Spartans had a lot of, you know, players going down. But I thought, you know, our performance was just excellent and the three goals were excellent as well. You know, Alexa's penalty very well converted and we've seen it in the Kilmarnock game. She's a very confident penalty taker. She's very... um self-assured mm-hmm. that's great to see because penalties are
5: I was going to say to you mate i seen her brother retweeted that did you see that her brother I think he plays for the San Francisco 49ers and he yeah. he he retweeted the Hibs women's page of his sister uh, scoring the goal so that was pretty cool to see yeah, that as is, well that is,
6: good. that is good aye mm-hmm. so that's good to see her getting the getting the attention over in the States for Hibs but um no, it was a very well-taken penalty. Then Colette Kavanagh's goal was great. You know, me and my mates in the stand have got a new nickname for Colette. She's the Ginger Ronaldinho.
3: because
6: um, <laughs> She is a really skillful player and she scored an excellent goal. And then her third goal came from um, Michaela McElhoney against her old side as well. Eh? She wasn't
4: scared to celebrate, She
6: wasn't scared to celebrate, exactly. I-, I like that. I like that. She's... Um, She's fully embraced the Hibs now, which I like. But I, three very well-taken goals and a very professional, like I was saying, a very professional performance. I, I can't really say anything else about it. You know, just a great three points. And just like I said, beating Spartans the way we did is excellent. And I couldn't have fault a single player. Every single player played, you know, excellently. I'd say player of the match, I do agree with them giving it to collect, to be honest, but I'd say Shannon Leishman. She was one of the unsung heroes of that game. You know, the running she did and the tackles she was launching herself into, and she got an assist for Kavanaugh's goal as well. Shannon Leishman was excellent. Katie Rice was excellent out on the other side. Um, Siobhan and Joel at the back, mopping up when they needed to. Alexa did a lot of running herself. Midfield were on point. Um, And then it was good, you know, and it it proved so much depth to have that Dean could be switching players in and out as well. You know, we brought Ellie Adams on. Um, She had a good wee spell. Unfortunately, she didn't score. She nearly made it 4-0 for us. So we did have that, you know, it shows how much depth we have, but it's like night and day for where we were this time last season. When Dean first came in, you know, global pandemic, injuries, and uh, it was a really sort of, and and by his own admission and by the admission of the girls, it wasn't a season we'd expect out of them. And it's just unfortunate, you know, that's no slant on them as a team, but I think the new signings um, have really helped bolster us and the players we've already got are excellent anyway, and I think that's just helped them. And, I really admired Dean because the situation he was in last season, it could have been so easy for him to walk away. You know, he's come in for the under-23s. It's his first experience, uh, you know, sort of first-team coaching in a proper league. It would—it could have been so easy for him to walk away and he persevered and look at what he's where he's got us now. Because you do well against a team like Spartans, you're going to be up there challenging I think we are capable. There's a lot of positives to take for that game and a lot to look at going into next season. And like I said, we've got so many great players and... Um, so many um, talent in every area of the park. We, we're going to be up there. We're what,
4: gonna do be up there. Th- what do you think was different about um, this game against Spartans to maybe the ones to last season, Jack?
6: I think one of the things is, I think it's having our own home. Because when we play, obviously, we were in the ground share with Spartans last season. That's right. So playing them Park that Park, regardless of who was nominally the home side, that was a home game for Spartans. They came that pitch like the back of their hand because a lot of the girls in that squad have been to the Spartans Academy and have been playing on that pitch since they're 19, year old So they, I think having their own home, and I just think it's the squad they've got and the mentality. You know, now that we've got the fans back, the girls are really wanting to give it 100% because you know, it, it's always a two-way street with the women's team as we give so much support and the girls give it back Yeah. on the pitch. They give it back to us on the pitch because that's what it's like. It's much more tight-knit than the men's team. It's much more tight-knit, and even the men's team's tight-knit. Um, but so much more tight-knit and... I think that's going to really help us in terms of home farming. Now we've got a bit more of an identity, even playing at Volunteer Park. And the other thing is, like I was saying, the squad—we've no slant on the players of last season, but we've got such a strong group this season. And the players last season were excellent, but we've got such a strong group with the new signings and the players coming back from injury that we were—we just brand Spartans off the park. So I think those are my my points for that Um, stronger squad, having a home and having the fans back.
5: I was going to say to Jack, what did you make of uh, Gallagher not starting? She's picked up a wee knock. Right. So,
6: unfortunately, she couldn't play. But I don't think it affected us. Again, that's, that's the depth we've got this time last season. An injury like that would have affected us. You
5: know what I mean? Exactly. Because yeah, obviously Alexa stepped up and, and yeah. more than for their boots. But she, Amy Gallagher had such a good pre-season as well, especially the game yeah. we were at and then the Dundee game as well. Dundee United, so, sorry, like... I she will be back really it's pretty part. soon,
6: but I no, agree, and Shannon Leishman sort of did a lot of the work that Amy would have been doing as well, uh-huh. um I th- like I said, Shannon Leishman's one of the one of the um, unsung heroes of that game, in my opinion, she definitely um, did a lot of work that didn't get noticed, um, yeah. you know, you hang out about a bank, she would it was very, you know, close run for the uh, player of the match, so like I said, I can't fault it, it's a brilliant performance, and like I was saying, how you perform against a team like Spartans sets the tone. Yeah. Because after Motherwell and the Derby, we've got Celtic. Now, Celtic came second last season. Mm-hmm. If we can do that performance against Celtic, we're in. So, am um, Very good first three points on to Motherwell away next week. That's a game we should be winning confidently. Last time we played Motherwell away, we beat them 6-0. And we're going out to Airdrie for that, the Pennycar Stadium. So, I think we should, you know, Do a number on Motherwell, no problem, Um, and get a confident winner, confident three points there.
4: And what did you, obviously, you met Ron Gordon at the game, Jack. What did you you think of that, seeing Ron and his wife at the women's game? Because that's not obviously in his remit, but do you think that's a good sign that he's willing to go and watch the women?
6: Very good sign, and I've got to say, such a down-to-earth guy, you wouldn't be able to tell he's a multi-millionaire, you know. Mm -hmm. It's actually quite funny because I put the photos up on Facebook. My mum's thought it was one of the players' dads or something. <laughs> you know, she just didn't expect it would be the owner. But actually he's such a down to earth guy, such a friendly guy, yeah. and he has mm-hmm. so much time. He was shaking hands with folks, speaking to people. Has so much time for us as fans, and you can tell he's genuinely interested in the women's team. You know, Petrie and Farmer didn't care about the men's team at the best of times. Yeah, you know they, they didn't. Farmer just left the women's team at their own devices. Wrong, Gordon yeah. clearly cares. And he was blown away You know, he was saying how much of a good performance it was and how happy he is with the team so that's a good sign because hopefully it encourages him to get the checkbook out and get a bit more investment in there so we can start attracting players over from the continent as well which I think would be excellent and attract mm-hmm. more of the good Scottish players over as well um, because we'll need the investment if we want to be keeping up with the Glasgow three which I think we're yeah. more than capable of so it was good to see Ron there and we've got to see such a down to earth guy and you can really tell you know, the club's in good times at all levels. Yeah.
4: And um I think um it was you know, obviously I've watched the highlights of the game and saw the highlights of the Glasgow City game. And you know, I, I Glasgow City obviously started really well winning 6-0, but I think we I think we could probably be up there competing this year. Eh? I think Definitely. from what from what mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, the, the three goals were taken well, and you know, only the only on the highlights I only seen Gabby English make one save. Yeah, it's and probably a testament to she only had one yeah. save to make, so definitely, you think know, we're I in think, a good position. Um, I think forward. it shows
6: you how much of a good goalkeeper Gabby is. She's kept a clean sheet in every game she's a competitive game she's played for yeah. us. Because um, Emily much started instead of her at the Dundee United game, yeah. we can see the two, but I uh, Gabby's um, fantastic and again out commanding the back line. You know, she's quite again quite far up the pitch, and I like that. I mean, I we'll talk about it every time I watch Gabby, but it's something that needs to be talked about. But, mm-hmm. aye, no, brilliant performance, and I know the girls. I know a few of the girls listen to this, so I've got to say, well done. You've you've done the club proud, and it's going to be a big season. You'll know, Glasgow beat Motherwell, but that's to be expected. Yeah, and then I think the big one for us is Hertz getting beat by newly promoted Hamilton. Yeah, um, I think that's a good that's sort of a good sign for us as well because Hearts at times last season were tricky for us. You know, outside of the 6-0 game, they gave us a game at the Orium um, both the times. They beat us once um, last season, actually. So,
3: mm-hmm.
6: you know, I think that's... I know I don't want to stick the boot into them too much um, because we're doing that later, but I do think Hearts have got... Hearts women are going to go down this season. So, like I said, if we can beat the teams like that, like Hearts, like Partick Thistle, like Motherwell, confidently get results like that against Spartans, I think why not? A second should be the aim because that's Champions League football. Obviously, I'd love to see us go for the league, but being yep. a bit more realistic, because um, I, I think Celtic and Glasgow will probably be more within more of a shout at the league title, I think go in for second and get that Champions League spot because it would be great yeah. to see the girls playing Champions League football again. And this squad, easily I can see them being a Champions League yeah. squad. I, just to sum it up and finish up for the women's game, well done girls, great team performance, confident, best performance <laughs> I've seen against Spartans ever. And that's including back in the season when I had Jamie Lee and Aper and everything like that. Uh, every all those sorts of players best performance I've seen against Spartans bright future ahead big season ahead that's what I've got to say about that and like I said I've just got to reiterate it. well done girls every single one of you um, played your socks off and did the club proud
4: I and I think from the podcast well done girls um, and hopefully we're going to be able to get to a game the three of us very very soon um, and uh, I were enjoying covering the women's game so let's uh, say I'm really enjoying it eh? aye so, so I, I, Jack... Hi, I'm swimming ultra with a waka hat and all that. Jack, um, just briefly before we move on to the men's side of things, you had uh, you released an interview uh, with Alexa Coyle today on your YouTube channel. So do you want to talk, yes. talk a wee bit about that before we move on to the men's stuff?
6: Aye, yeah, absolutely. Um, a good bit of shame self-promotion here, but <laughs> uh, aye, I, I've, I've, you know, people know I interview the players. I've done Lea Eddy, Ailey <coughs> Adams, um, Amy Gallagher. And Siobhan Hunter and I thought, you know, Alexa is the new sign. It'd be good to get her on. Plus, the form she's been in as well. I yeah. think that goal against Spartans is up to her nine goals now in a Hib shirt, which is absolute six. Sorry, six goals in a Hib shirt, which is absolutely crazy. Um, um, t- to start off, yeah. So I got Alexa on and we had a great chat. I'm not going to give too much away because you can go and watch it for yourselves. But a great chat about her coming to Hibbs, how she settled in in Edinburgh, and a bit about football culture in America as well. And plus. Jonathan Spector managed to come up in that again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it keeps coming up up, but we managed to Our,
4: The Derby Jonathan hero
3: himself.
6: <laughs> oh, bro, no, but yeah, so if you want to check that out, guys, please do because it was a great chat, and Alexa, lovely person, um, she's honestly great, so Great to chat to, so um, please check that out because it's really interesting. I think a great insight out, not just hard playing for us, but also how the game's growing in America at all levels as well. It's Mm -hmm. nice to hear that America's beginning to take a bigger interest in football, so definitely worth a listen, guys, um, if I do say so myself.
5: Jack, tell us what, um, if I wanted to go find that interview, what would I search up? What would I type in on YouTube? So you just you.
6: Jack Gillis1875 into YouTube, my channel will come up, click into that, It'll be the first one there so um get, get your eyes in about that folks because it is i'm 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 usually i'm quite a self-critical person i think this one's good news i'm going oh i could have done this i could have done that but i think this one was uh, really really good and like i Aye. said Alexa, a lovely person to speak to and such an interesting um, person with how professional she is coming through the college system and the experience she's gained there so really enjoyed doing that
4: brilliant Aye, and I, I've watched it already, I watched it earlier on the way home, and it was really good, so I uh, would thoroughly recommend it, um, uh-huh. so aye, brilliant summary of the women's game there, Jack, and um, we'll uh, chat more about it in the women's game next week as well, um, as always, that we're, we'll bring the, the weekly coverage of the women's game, so... Cool. Right, well, let's get into the big game of the weekend. Uh, we're playing the Tramps for Gorge this weekend, so um, let's talk about that. So before we jump into the the preview of the game, we're going to do a wee um, section on our on the three of our favourite derby memories. So I'll, uh, we're going to look at our favourite derby goal game and an opposition player that we don't mind. Which, uh, to be honest, there's about three of them that uh, might <laughs> make that list. So. Um, Maybe less, who knows? Um, so I'll start with you, Calvin. What's your favourite derby goal that Hibs have scored? Um
5: oh pfft. it's really it's really hard to try and it down and not be cliche. Um there's a few screamers at Riordan who'd score eh, like cutting in for the left or cutting in for the right and curling at top bag He scored an absolute peach against Gordon one time. Oh that's uh, right. I think it was on the it was on the left, eh? it was at the couch eh? he, cut, he cut in and yeah. he just that was my that, that was my first
4: derby Easter Road.
5: Ah, oh, mate, he just absolutely smashed it, Carroll. And it, it was out really of nowhere. And I think Harts were actually on top at the time as well. Um, and it was just, it was just crazy, man. Like just him fit anywhere, anywhere, any foot. Uh, he always stepped up in sort of the the big moments against Hearts, and he hated the Hearts as well. Uh, growing up, I really liked them. I think that was a great goal. Obviously, the Paul Hanlon equaliser at two two. Um, fantastic. Personally, quite like Grant Holt's goal as well. Oh aye, uh, we beat them two 0 oh, That was a really good game. That, uh, was it, that three, three three one, one was it? three one. That was the three one game. Aye. Sorry, aye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cummins scored as well. I mean, that celebration was beautiful <laughs> when he was kissing, kissing the cup in front of them. Um, all great memories for me. I'm going to have to go ahead and I'm going to say. Probably a and cutting in for the side, he's just an absolute wizard with a, a right or left foot. Uh, probably my favorite style of derby goals that one when he cuts aye. into the left hand side must have been about 2004 or something 2003.
4: Was about that, um, aye, because I that was about the same year I started going to the road, so uh, I jack jack for yourself, mate. What was your favorite derby goal?
6: I've got a goal with a classic for the 6 2 game, and it was um, uh, Absolute rocket, that was brilliant. Oh, aye in the 6-2 game because Sozzy didn't do normal goals. He, did, he, he oh. only did screamers. He <laughs> only did screamers. Brilliant, and obviously that game is just such a classic. It's it's our, it's our 7-0. Ah. It's our 7-0. Our generation 7-0. So, yeah, I've got to go for that. I don't think much explanation is needed there. It's an absolute rocket of a shot from LeGod himself and, the best derby pumping of all time after 7-0. So I oh, really, really just loved that. Because like I said, Sauze scored loads of great. Because another one I say is the one where Sauzy knocked himself out in the process. Oh, well,
3: aye.
6: That one. That's another Sauzy. that in the
4: four-all game. Yeah. Right.
6: Yeah. So I've I've got to go if out the two, I'd just say the one in the six-two ages it out just cause how beautiful it was. But I do like it when he knocked himself out in the process. And, and when he eventually got back up and he realised he scored it was just lo- lovely. So, I that's match my one, sozzy in the 6 2 mm. game. Um, because uh, just such a great goal, like I said, the, the great man scored great goals.
4: I ah, did. I think mine is, um, probably, I think it was, um, for the sheer reason that we battered them on the park that night, it was Rob Jones's in that cu- quarter final when we beat, oh, we, we beat yeah. them. 1-0. Well, n- no, no, we had like we
3: had
4: 81% position that night.
5: We like,
4: battered them. We we battered them that night, and I think they mm. had one one shot on goal the whole night. And uh, I just remember I was sitting in the, the famous five behind the the ball as it went in, and just amazing. Um, yeah. Big Jonesy, what a player! Um, what a play. could do with him for uh, this weekend? But um, we'll maybe get into that a little later on. So, favorite derby game? Then I'll start with you, Jack. What's your favorite derby game of all time that you've been been to or seen on TV? <sighs>
6: So a, that's a tough in that. Um, the, the my favourite one that I've like seen has got to be the two one the Horgan Derby. Oh, aye, and I'll tell you why because we hadn't won at Tynemouth since two thousand twelve. They go one 0 up, and then the wee Irishman, the wee ginger goat himself. <laughs> we're talking about Ginger as Well, there's another one. Brilliant! I think that's just the best thing he ever did in the Hibs shot. It's just the emotions of that day.
4: It's like, I mean, the only up thing up. he done. <laughs> Aye, that's his only game he had for Hibs, but that's all right. Yeah, I was
6: about to say, oh well, yeah, exactly. No, I think it was the only one where he wasn't, you know, lumbering about the pitch like a um, stale block of cheese. It was. It was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was brilliant for Horgan. Just how he didn't get an inform after that, I don't know. Because I was moaning about it on FIFA. Because they did do an SPFL inform. I think Tav got one for scoring against Dundee. And Aye. Horgan didn't get one for scoring a brace in the Edinburgh Derby mm-hmm. when he's usually absolutely useless. But no, I've got to say that one. And then just, just to stick the boot in a bit, plus because it's such a classic. I've watched the takes over and over again. And my granddad told me all about it is the 7 0. Oh. Because what a classic. I I watched that last night. They can go on about 5-1 all they want, because it's a camp final. But we did that to them at their own ground. And I just think, aye, it was excellent. And my granddad was telling me, it was before fans were segregated.
3: Mm
6: -hmm. Him and my uncle Roy were there. Um, And my uncle Roy left, I think it was about 3-0. And the next day, my granddad said to him, you know, I finished 7 Roy. And he was just he was just shocked because um, but that was back when we used to beat Hearts regularly. So ah, it, it right. It, us winning wasn't a shock, but the way we did. So I've got to say, but the one I've actually seen to that two one Horgan derby, and that was back before Paul Heckenbottom showed his true colours as well. Um, so I, I just. Brilliant, like I said, the feels of the day, because like I said, first win since 2012 Aye. at time castle. Mm-hmm. You've got, you've got to love it. Actually, the we the, um, the, the day that Daryl Horgan uh, turned into Roy Keane for the day. Aye,
4: and then, then proceeded to be Rowan vine for the rest of his time at Hibs. <laughs> 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 yeah.
5: uh, Calvin, what was your, what's your favourite? Um, three one 3-1 Hibs, three one at home. Absolutely Aye. brilliant. Um, at that time, Hearts were absolute dog meat. They were so bad. They were so so bad, um, and. They, I don't know, it was just like we at that time, like we were definitely the bigger team, we were pumping them quite regularly. Um, and the players we had as well that night, like just it was such a good team we had. Like, you've got like, like it was, you know, Marciano and goals, Stevenson, Fontaine, McGregor, Gray, um, Bartley, McGinn, Boyle, Holt, Cummins, um, Shinny, Pum- Shinny,
4: Shinny, scored as well. Then, uh,
5: Shinny came yep. on as a sub, but just absolutely like, um. You know, the first goal and then Holt done the kind of aye, aye. the grand an incredible Holt when he was doing the big uh dresser celebration. And then just the absolute shit houseary when uh Cummins <laughs> scored and he's like <laughs> kissing the cut Scottish cup in front of them, pretending to lift the cup. Um just uh just tears were absolutely delightful that night. Beautiful. Mm. Uh and then um as you said, Shinny came on uh, and he scored for about thirty yards, and I was like ping and a half. And the keeper keeper fumbled it and they went in. And I, I think they got a penalty, but I think, I think they missed it too. They did. They, they, missed, mi- they also yeah, they, they
4: also missed the they missed the, th- the rebound, and then they scored. And they had th- aye, they, they had aye. three shots on target that night, and they all came in that thirty seconds. We I think absolutely it was... pumped them that night.
6: That just sums up Craig Levine, doesn't it?
4: Well, it was Ian Cafro Oh, what? oh wait, 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 wait. it? Was, uh, <laughs>
5: it was the laptop himself. <laughs> no, that was after the derby. was that when woman he says hey, hey, what's the problem? It was a problem, Was was problem, what's the problem? Aye, aye, no aye. problem? What's the problem? <laughs> absolutely beautiful. I've got to play that at the start of this episode because that was beautiful. That we <laughs> that we think. Just the fans scene as well. I mean, it was, the place was absolutely yeah. bouncing aye, it was that amazing, night, man. Everyone was singing that. Um can that one about Zoom? It was like, a <laughs> Zoom, 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 <laughs> Zoom. He comes uh, to I Cameroon or something like that. He's never won a Derby. A Derby in Maroon. Absolutely do, brilliant, man. And then the and then the Derby <laughs> after he, he he goes and wins it. So it's typical <laughs> hip you start you start with typical hip you, <laughs> you.
4: you gotta love it though. You gotta love
6: it.
5: You have got to love it, but
4: we shoot
6: ourselves in the foot after. I,
5: nah, I, mate, I just I love that for Hibbs that night. That was absolutely balling. That,
4: that was amazing that night. That was as close to an absolute battering as we'll get them for a long time. Oh and
5: absolutely. We got uh, a we
4: got a goal rolled out to make it four 0 and it wasn't no offside. Darren McGregor's um so we could have right, uh, put six or seven past them that night. They were, always, they were we very, very uh, bad. I mean, we should have, I think we had some good chances. Um, would be a clinical. good one, like.
6: If it would be more clinical, that could have been five. That could have been five, one. Hmm.
5: Aye. I think it was good because I think it's a type of derby where we didn't have many, like... Yeah, we had some great players who are now superstars, like McGinn and that, but it was just, like, you could tell everybody in that team was up for it. Aye, Like, Absolutely. 100%. Like, look at, look at, look at at like, the spine of the team. You've got McGinn and Bartley. Ken, you've got Fontaine and McGregor. They were both hibs through and through as well. Ken Cummins up front, he hated hearts. Do you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm the good night man being there with my dad and I yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that one I can remember aye, that I one was, for as long as I live
4: I was in I was in the famous five that night as well I think Calvin
5: um, aye, so, aye Famous five lower mate Was good aye.
4: I think um, that was that's probably my favourite one the, or the the other one that was in my mind was uh, you know I know what to say the 2-2 because that's cliche because that's everyone's favourite derby, probably um, but there was the one Kevin Ross Caldwell scored that last minute winner um, Oh I That was my yeah, one I that Was my first time at Tynecastle, and uh, that was just amazing. Like, they'd be they hadn't beat them since oh well, we beat them in the cup that year as well. But hey, uh, Ken, we hadn't won at Tynecastle since 2005, I think. So it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. So it's Ken, it's one of those ones that it was just it was amazing. And that the bounce when Griffiths' goal went in, and oh, Ross, Ross I mean, they went one the lot right half time. Like, oh, here we go again, another mm-hmm. derby will get beat, mm-hmm. and then just amazing. We should have a penalty the last minute, T If uh, Caldwell had missed, I think he would have brought it back for a penalty, but Caldwell just pinged one out of the neighbour in the top corner, and it was quality.
5: Oh, boy, that bit of, like, run, right. running for Griffith in the corner as well, because it was, like, the 90th minute, T and the boy, who, whoever, there was a right-back, tried to clear it, and he just kept... I think it was, uh, I think it was uh,
4: What's Jamie Hamill was right back that day.
5: Ah, you're right, you're right.
4: hi mind um, him, he's a strong now, back right. back. Ah, aye, he's, nice. he is awful. He summed up that football team, eh? Utter shite. Um So I <laughs> less said about players the better But this one's a bit of an irony we're Having what, just said what I've said So <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: we're, trying to
5: be, we're trying to be balanced We're trying to be balanced
3: although, there,
5: although, although it's a rivalry Ken, at the end of the day It's just a match And let's see if As uh, much as we right.
3: like,
4: a uh, uh, Is there an opposition player You don't mind? I'll don't take
6: want. this one first <laughs> And I think a lot of folk Are, you know Maybe gonna find this one a bit controversial, but to be honest, I, I mean, I hated him when he played for Hearts, but I didn't mind nae Smith the rest of the time. You see what I mean? And I'll tell you why. The one thing that changed my opinion was is he was the first one over to put his arm around Kevin Nisbet after he lost his dad. I think that oh, I, grew really? a lot of re- I grew a lot of respect for him. He was all after, when all the Hearts players were off celebrating, he went and spoke to Nisbet, and you know. Um, which I thought was good. So I would say that, but it's hearts. Come on. And the, to be fair, I know a lot of folk hate him for what he did to us, but there was a certain Mr. Rudolf Um To be fair, he's, he was a good player. And regardless of what shirt he played in, I'll rec- I, I'm not going to be an idiot and go, oh, well, because he played for hearts. He was a good player. and I, I've got, he wasn't that bad of a guy either. I mean, he taunted us, but who doesn't he? Who doesn't he when it's your opposition, you know? Every player and every derby in the world taunts the opposition fans, don't they? Mm-hmm. So I've got to say Naismith, I, I'd say just because he consoled Nisbit and when he played for Scotland, at times he was all right. And I did want him to do well when he played for Scotland. I've got to say Scatchell just because he was a he was a good player. And a lot of folk are probably gonna kill me for this, and I'm probably gonna mm-hmm. get hate mail. <laughs> but I didn't care because I recognise talent when I see it, and I've got to say Scatchell. <laughs> Was a good player. You, as much as we don't like to admit it as Hibs fans, he was. Mm.
5: So uh, that's, no, what that's a good, I'd go for. good point, mate. Good point. You're entitled to your opinion. I, d- I don't think anyone can deny that the guy wasn't a good player. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I think he was a good player, mate. Charlie, you? Anyone break of mind for you? Craig Gordon. Um, oh, I forgot about See, <laughs>
6: Craig I was Gordon, say, mate. You know, <laughs> I had to bring up Naismith when this uh, bit. Because that was good of him to do that. You know, you're the club captain. You should be going and celebrating the rest of your boys. But he's right over and is but arm the shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry to hear about your dad. And I thought that was really classy.
4: Aye, Craig Gordon for me, eh? best keeper Scotland's ever produced in a long, long time. Um, right, can't deny that, mate. And uh, I just what well, it, it was the same game. Ken, when they beat us last seat, or well, and two seasons ago, cup last season. But Ken, that some of the saves, man. I think he's aye. he's just a fantastic keeper, eh? And I think I didn't even mind he's him. A like prick, eye, but, <laughs> um, as a football player, like like you're saying, Jack. He's absolutely like same way. Scatchell, like, eh, as much as he's a big hurts prick, he's a good player. <laughs> and eh, Gordon's the same. Like I, I've really enjoyed watching Craig Gordon, especially Kim when he was at Celtic and at Sunderland. No, but, I mean, like he was, But he's I always,
1: just,
4: he's just a very, very good keeper, and um, think he could play a big Thank part. You. This Sunday, so you know,
6: last season in the championship, he dug them out of a lot of sticky situations as well. You know, you noticed that those games that had they not have had Gordon and goal, they probably would have lost
5: Aye. or drawn. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I agree with you there, mate. Calvin, for you, uh, oh, so, were you finished, Jack? I sorry, oh, sorry, but I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just agreeing with you, but Gordon no, and I,
6: no, not at all, not at all.
5: Uh, I think, um. Obviously, Craig. I was going to say Craig Gordon eh, because he seems like quite the model professional. Like, ah, you can tell he's he, he's a hard supporter in that, but he doesn't. Na- he's not a thug. Like he doesn't na- rub it in your in in your face so that he just gets on with. It. Um, he's not na- he's not really that smug. And I think when he's in goals for Scotland, I mean, it's a no brainer. Eh? The guy's the best goalie Scotland have got, and how how he wasn't na- playing in the Euro squad. now nah, I've no na- idea. No eh? mm-hmm. no na- na- idea. Uh, the now I'd go ahead and say. I didn't, I didn't mind Andy Halliday. Uh, I, I love listening to Open Goal, and I didn't mind... Uh, I quite like him on there. He's quite a decent <laughs> pundit. Jack disagrees mm. with that <laughs> he, 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 he's, quite de, he's quite a decent pundit. He's quite a decent pundit. He's quite fair. And I, I listened to his interview. He'd done an Open Goal, and he, always, he he said that year when it was Hibs and Rangers and the rivalry and that, he said that he always thought Hibs was a very good team, and he spoke quite highly at Alan that,
3: exactly that,
5: But he, he thought he won
4: the cup. Exactly, oh,
5: I, so yeah, we know how that <laughs> one goes.
6: Eh. Ian Crichton's <laughs> a, a good pundit, but I still only forgiven her for what she did to Jamie Lee Napier in the Scottish <laughs> Cup. There you go. I, I, I can't stand Ian Crichton. But anyway, that's that's a story for another day.
4: Aye, so I think um, uh, there we are. There's our favourite Derby memories, and uh, hopefully Aye. we've got a few more to add to that list this season um, when we pump them every game we play. Hopefully, so. <laughs>
5: Uh, I'll come back to bite you. That I know.
4: Watch some Hertz podcast. I'll clip that eh, and play. No, an nah,
5: my, my my most favourite derby Bever, I'd have to say would be Hibs four Livingston. Eh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Mine was eh, when we beat Livingston seven 0 into the road. Oh, uh, again. Uh, 7-0, eh,
5: 7-0.
3: Jack, what
4: about um, the women's one? Have you got a favourite Hibs women's? Oh well, against I'm the Spartans, sure. eh? Uh,
6: well, well, against, the, against the Spartans I think it's got to be uh, Sunday there but against uh, the she jambos um, against the she jambos I'd say when we pumped them 7-1 in the cup um, that's when we got to the final unfortunately we lost to Glasgow and uh, Big Shiv because she hates the hearts and she's hibs through and through scored a hat trick for centre half that that's, right. <laughs> that's, that's right that's, yeah, that's, right. That was, that's the best and hearts seven one and the six 0 as well and uh, looking forward to giving them a good see until the 19th. the girls giving them a good see until the nineteenth as well.
5: Right, Calvin. So I'll we'll pass over to you for the next wee bit of the podcast. Sorry, this is our first Edinburgh derby special of. Since being a podcast, so since being Strong Opinion Hibs, this is the first Edinburgh Derby that we've had to review together, so we're looking forward to it. We wanted to do something special for it. Usually what we do when it's a big game, like a cup final or something like that, or a semi-final, we'll ask the opponents, uh, the opposing fans, to come onto the podcast to give a point of view from their perspective, uh, just to try and bring you a know, sort of fair and balanced uh, review. But we're trying to do something a wee bit different this week. Um just because it's becoming quite a popular thing that now, like other fans going on another podcast. So what we're going to do is we've got in touch with some people, um, some fans, some ex-players, and we've we'll asked them, we've given them a wee challenge. We've asked them if they can come up with a five-a-side team, an Edinburgh Derby five-a-side team, and it has to include, include players from both teams. So Hibs and Hearts t- players mixed together, the best five they've seen in their lifetime. Right. So people have sent in a little video. Here they are.
0: Hi guys, it's uh, Tommy Manis here, Um, just to give you my five-a-side team uh, that you requested from both sides of the Edinburgh Divide. Goalkeeper for me would have to be Craig Gordon. I was fortunate to play with Craig at Scotland under 21s and I I knew even then that he was going to to be a fantastic goalkeeper. So I'll go for a big Craig uh, in goals. I don't think there's anybody uh, marking a period of, of, of playing and watching. Uh, that came close to Big Craig in terms of both sides of, of Edinburgh. So I'll go for Big Craig, Gordon and Goal. Uh, I'll go for Frank Sosey as my other player. Frank, simply put, is the best player I've ever played with. Not only that, a fantastic guy as well. Um, no airs or graces. Came into Hibs, you know, had an illustrious career in, in France and in Italy. And came in straight away, as one of the boys and... What, what are the, one of the best players that I think have ever pulled on the Hibs jersey. So, Frank's got to be in the team. Uh, I'll go for Rudy Scacho, uh because, you know, Rudy Scatcho, for me, it was another very, very talented footballer. Uh, scored a lot of goals for Hearts. Again, he's got legendary status over at Tynecastle. Castle. So, I'll go for Rudy uh, as my midfield player. And alongside Tim, I'll go for Russell Atapy. I think it's impossible for me not to put me Russell in. Um, one of the best drunk players I've ever played with, not only talented, but. He uh, could play with a hangover, so we Russell's got to be in it. And the other one, uh, the striker, uh, is tough because I, I played myself a lot of talented strikers uh, I and Arts, have been playing over the years as well. Uh, me Robbo's just before my time, so I'll not put him in, but I'm going to go for Derek Rydon, uh Because if we Deeks sees this and I've not put him in, you'll be going to have to see what's up. So I'll go for Deeks, Deeks again was really, really talented. Um, you know, great, great as well, great boy, and I think that, you know, one of the best players i ever played with with both feet. You know, I, I played with Deeks for a number of years at Hibs and I still couldn't tell what foot he hit was the strongest. So, I'll go for Deek uh, as my striker. So that's my five, Craig Gordon, Frank Sozy, Rudy Scaccio, Russell Latape and Derek Rowden. Cheers guys!
2: Hi there, it's Andrew here um over at Heart Schools on Twitter. Um a wee video for the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast? Thanks for sending them a message. They just wanted to know my kind of um if we Edinburgh Derby five aside um team uh, and it had to be with both players, so I was having having a look. Um I don't know, you will probably do the same, but when you're looking through if you are looking through the Hearts players, you kinda look for someone that you're kinda fear of or scared of to be playing. And uh, for me, one of those was definitely Frank Sozy. So he's in my team, Frank Sosie, I think with a, a five-a-side team, you've got to have a bit of a bully. And he, he was just such a good uh, character, you know, a dead ball and always seemed to score a goal from a free kick. If I remember, um, he'd be in my team, um, definitely. Um, as well, you know, five-a-side team, he could maybe have a wee shot and goals if he got a bit tired of that. <laughs> Uh, on the heart side of things, I'd go uh, John Robertson, straight off. I mean, his record against Hibbs is, um, you know, everyone knows, you know, the 27 goals against And um, Not just that as well, you know, um, good playmaker, holding up the ball. Um, and uh, again, I was talking about if you're looking at the, the Hearts players you, you wouldn't want to be seeing on the team sheet. I think um, f- for yourselves, it must be, you know, at the time, John Robertson. Um, just always just such a nuisance. Um, another one for yourselves, um, I'd go with Russell Latapie. Um, growing up playing football, I was always admired. You know, technically such a good player. Um, scored plenty of goals. Uh, playmaker again. I remember the you know the the goal in the six two, uh, the one two with Pataline and the volley. I mean, what a finish, what a goal. Um, so yeah, he would be in there as well. Obviously, on five you need to have technically good players. they don't have to necessarily be running about all over the place. If they've got a good touch, then yeah, um, perfect. So yeah, Russell Latapy. So Frank Solzy, John Robertson, Russell Latapy. Um, for the the last two, I'd go as a kind of double act for Hearts: so, uh, Rady Scatchell and Paul Hartley. Um, in that season, you know, the two thousand six um season, they were just on fire. You know, and we obviously played really well in the league. Hartley got his um his hat trick in the semi final against you, Um, always again a nuisance in the derby matches. And um, obviously Rudy Scatchell as well, and um, folk hero on on our end, Um scored the two goals in the five one final, and um, plenty of other goals uh, against Hebs. And uh, again, just that the left foot, and um, scored so many so many important goals for us. So that would be my five. If we had a, a bench, I would um, stick in John McGinn. John McGinn was always um, such a good player um, against us, and again just a nuisance, and um, always managed to get a free kick the way he kind of holds up the ball and stuff so and obviously doing very well doing it um Aston Villa um that left footed volley everyone everyone's seen it It was just outstanding so yeah that's my team um thanks for getting in touch and and good good luck not for Sunday but um for your season um it's good to see the two Edinburgh teams again doing um doing very well um hopefully we can do better than the old farm that's what it's all about uh thanks again have a good one See you, see you.
1: soon. Cheers. Now. All right, um, Andy Rogers for football. Bloody hell! And this is my Hibs and hearts combined at five a side. Um, I'm not having a keeper. I literally couldn't pick a keeper. Um, pretty hard this one. Um, so I've went with Frank Sozi, and he's just going to sit at the back, um, and dictate play. Um, just doing what Frank Sausie done um, for the latter stage of his career at Hibs. i know I like to go for a corner and a free-kick and all that, but Frank can just sit at the back and dictate play. Um, moving sort of forward into midfield, um, if you could call it that, it'd be Gary Locke. Um, hard tackling and do some dirty work as well and going to go for the players that be in their prime. So, um, yeah, Gary Locke um, to play in midfield, and I'm going to sort of have sort of three players just do what they want up top. Um, Bring it back to the Hibs, it'll be Russell Latapi and he was just one of the best playmakers I've ever seen at Hibs. Um unbelievable football player and gave me some great childhood memories going back to the hearts, I'm going to pick Rudy Scatchel. Um absolutely despised the guy when he played against us and just knew he was always going to score and he scored so many winners against us um, wound us up in every way possible and to finish off the five, it's going to sort of be like sort of his nemesis would um, be Derek Riordan my boyhood hero and I might be correct, I might be wrong, but I think he's got the most goals in derby history for Hibbs. At least in the modern era anyway. So yeah, that's my five. I wanna thank um Calvin and Strong Opinion Hibbs um for sort sure of the invite to doing this and hopefully I'll be back on soon.
7: Alright guys, how we doing? So here's my five aside Edinburgh Derby team. Um and goals to start off with, Craig Gordon back in the day. Guy went for like eight to ten million pound move from Hearts to Sunderland, very big money back in the day for such a young Scottish keeper. Um and yeah, back then and now he's even better, like the Scotland game, um, against Australia, the guy was just Commanded his box, very well, clear communication with the defenders and he's been a good signing. So he makes my pick for um, the goalkeeper. Centre-back, we're going with a guy that knows all about Edinburgh derbies as well. 100% committed and um, you know he's won a Scottish Cup with uh, the team and it's Christopher Berra for our uh, hearts. Um, each time we used to play again he hated Hibbs, he always hated Hibbs and you could see it and he used to just hate it and he used to love coming to play to Road and getting a result and he used to give us a tight but I mean we used to give him a tight too and the guy was just so committed for the ball and just would do anything to make sure that his team won so he's getting my pick at centre back. In uh, midfield we are going for uh, John McGinn, the one and only super John McGinn and um, the guys are quality and even Back in the day, you could tell he was going to be quality. Derby's used to boss the midfield. um we, Easter road, just charging forward all the time, making sure we had the ball, driving, looking for the pass, playing some worldly passes. Unbelievable out of this world. And yeah, John McGinn gets my vote for that. The other midfielder, going to go similar player to John McGinn, but I'm going Scott Brown. Back in the day, Scott Brown loves winding everyone up. Still does, still playing on Aberdeen at this age, but back in the day for Hibbs, unbelievable player. Absolutely unbelievable. And you could tell he was special as well. And for that reason, uh, in the derby, it was just unreal, always boss midfield, wanting the ball, taking on players, taking on everyone, looking for the pass, trying to get Hibs up the park, and that's why he gets my vote. And for our final uh, choice, the striker, uh, I could have picked a couple of good strikers, because to be in play but I went for Riordan solely because his composure and I just hated Hearts and that's what I loved about him just the fact that uh, he got what I meant to play for Hibs in my opinion and he used to love a goal he used to love a wee cheeky screener against Hearts but uh, I his composure always wanted just really wanted to score against him 100% in every single derby game and that's why that's
5: the end of that segment there for the listeners and the people that have wrote in um, sorry fuck me man I'm terrible at this (laughs) (laughs) I just, i spitballed on it, I'm not reading that. So that is um, some great teams in there, guys, some great players. Thanks to everybody who took part in that. That was a really nice little segment. If you're a fan of that segment, it's something we can do. Again, if you, the listener, have a five-a-side team that you'd like to get in touch with and you'd like to, you can tweet us at Strong Opinion Hibs, uh, and we'll retweet that, and we'll get a bit of a conversation on the Twitter about that. However, boys, let's get our own teeth sunk into it. Charlie, do you want to take us away with your five-a-side team? Aye, so I'll start uh, with the first player on mine
4: and uh, people might be like, what the fuck's he in that team for? Uh, But I'll explain it. So first player is a Hearts player and it's Gary Naismith. Um, Now, uh, this is a, he's the Edinburgh City manager for people who don't know who he is and uh, uncommon knowledge, but Gary is actually my second cousin. Um, So I thought it might be good to keep it in the family and uh, have him in the team. But, I do think that Gary was a good player for Hearts and uh, for Everton, for Sheffield United, Aberdeen, uh, East Fife and whoever else he played for. But aye, he was – he played in the 6-2 game and he set up the first goal for Hearts that night. So, um, aye, he gets a win. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, they, they got pumped. And, uh, but aye, Gary – aye, um, there we are. He's he's in my team just purely because he's part of my family. Um wow. And the fact he was a decent left back, so we'll go with that for the
5: first one. Good stuff. What about the rest of your teammate? Oh, we do it. We'll just go right through it. Just go right through it, mate. Aye. Right, okay,
4: so I'll I'll uh, have the second and last Hearts player in my team, and the rest is all heavies. So as um Rudy Scatchell um and uh, Rudy Scatchell um I know he is hated by every Hibs fan, but for my money he is. Uh, I would say the second best natural finisher of the ball I've seen Easter Road in my lifetime um, behind Lee Griffiths. Um, Scatchell knew where the goal was in every derby. I think he scored in most of the derbies he played in. Um, and he just ran us. He just took us for arse paper every time. Was very confident on the ball. Knew how to score. Loved a goal at Easter Road. Loved a goal at Tyne Castle. Scored against us twice in that cup final. So, Aye, he's he definitely makes a team. And now on to the good guys. So got the wanks out of the way. On to the good guys. Um, so first Hibs player is uh, the got the man himself, Frank Sozi, um, top class. Um uh and his Hibbs reputation probably ended on a sour note with a managerial stunt he had. But for my money, best one of the best players to ever play at the Road, um, probably the best, I would say, other than well. Some people would argue George Best, but in my lifetime, the best player to play the road. Very good player, um, and we could do with a midfielder like him in the team now. Um, I think he's just class. And uh, wouldn't it be a a section in uh, my favourite Hibs players mention mentioning my favourite Hibs player, so John McGinn's in there? Um, just a uh, what a boy, what a boy. Um, uh, did he did he score against Hearts for Hibs? Did he? Did he? No. Nah. I think he's one of Not the sure, only. one of the only things he ever scored against. But I jump again. What more can you say? If you need a, if you need a versatile midfielder in your five or six team, you've got to jump again. Mm-hmm. Um So there we are, and leading the line up top is uh, Derek Ryden, Um, for the sheer reason that he could just cut inside and just uh, hit that goal past Gordon. Or I think there was another goal that he scored for that left hand side as well. I think it was a two-two game. Um, where I think he scored it for an, an outrageous angle. So I so there's my five aside. So I'll run through. I've got Gary Naismith, Rudy Scatchell, Boo, and Boo. And then for the good guys, we've got Sose, McGinn, and Riordan. So there's my five aside. Nay, keeper, because you do not need a keeper with that team.
5: Right, okay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right, Jack, over to you, mate.
6: Right. So I've went a bit different here. I've done like a legends, if you like. So I'm going back a bit with some of these. Uh, exactly, like just to be different, eh? <laughs> and um, I'm going to start off with the first and only jambo that's in the team, and that is uh, a certain Mr. Willie Bold, who was a big player for Hearts back in the 50s. Um, I think we talk about the famous five so often, was, but they had some good players back then as well, and Willie Bold was one of them. And I um, just just a legend of a player. And I think if you were to ever have one Hearts legend play for Hibbs, I would say Willie Bold um, senior because he was a really, really um, good player back in the day for Hearts and in the book about the famous five he always gets talked about and Eddie Turnbull and Laurie Riley used to sing his praises all the time so if you're getting praise for Eddie Turnbull and Laurie Riley you must be a good player and he was such a big player for Scotland as well um, back in those days Willie Bould so I, I'm going for Willie Bould but that's the only jambo um, in my team so I got that out the way got that out of the way so next um, his partner up top in that team would be the late great Laurie Riley of course I think he can't have any sort of 11 from the past in Scottish football out adding Laurie Riley and I don't think that needs an explanation you know he's, he's my favourite house player ever despite the fact I was about you know 60 years too late to see him play <laughs> you know the, the, the clips that the, the very few clips that are of him playing obviously most of them are for Scotland but you can just see how much of a good footballer he was and um, he did get a few goals against them in his time so uh, I've got to go with Laurie Riley so moving back into the uh, Midfield, I've went with Frank Sose and it's basically the same reasons as Charlie. I, I don't need to add in and onto that. Everyone Charlie said about Frank Soze is um, completely right, and to just say you know, what a legend of a man, and he, he scored some stunning goals against Hearts um, in his time. So I have Frank Soze, le God, and then I've went with my centre half Paul Hanlon. Who else?
1: Boo! Paul Hanlon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm just waiting up.
6: This was a tough one because I was just about to say Yogi, then I was like, "Nah, I'm going to put Paul Hanlon in instead because I think, you know, the equalizer, okay, right? We'll we'll talk about that. So cliche, but he he did do that for us, um, and it was excellent. And plus, Paul always he always gives it hundred percent in a derby. and Growing up as a Hibs fan on the heart side of town, bearing in mind he grew up in Stockton on the heart side Mm -hmm. of town. he, he knows what it means um, to play against them. And yeah, so I, I've got to say Paul Hanlon there because why not? And then my goalkeeper, I've went with my goalkeeper because that team possibly does need a goalkeeper. <laughs> um, so I've went with our goalkeeper in the famous five year and that was younger. And mm. I just think it's so criminally over, um, overlooked um, younger. And I think that's, but I just don't know why. I think it's because he was in the same era as sort of Lev Yashin and everything like that. I just don't think anybody talks about him, but Younger was like a, a Scottish Lev Yashin. Um, and I think he was he was excellent um, for us during the Famous Five era. And of course, in the Famous Five era, everybody talks about the forward line, because obviously, uh-huh. but, you know, Laurie Riley used to say, without the defence we had and without Younger in goal, we wouldn't be as good as we were because we only score the goals. Like, mm-hmm. Laurie Riley always used to say that. I think Younger, such a great goalkeeper, um And criminally overlooked. And like I said, he played loads of games against the Hertz and um, he saved our bacon a few times back in the 50s as well. And I've heard the stories about him from my granddad back in that era as well. So <laughs> I've got to go for younger. So that's mine. The only one for this, um, well, in fact, the only one, the only two that are only for the 50s there were Sauze and uh, Hanlon. So I went back in time um, a bit there when there was Stalin was no DJ uh-huh. and um, there was, there was, there was, well, there wasn't a wall in Berlin in the 50s actually. There you go. But, um it was before the Berlin Wall, but so uh, always right, a, so
4: d- it's always a history lesson when Jack comes on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> run, us well,
6: yeah.
5: your, run us through your team again, Jack.
6: Just so Willie Bold and Laurie Riley up front in midfield. Frank Sauzey, your centre back, Paul Hanlon, and then to stop um, Hanlon's mistakes, younger.
5: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. There we are. Uh, right, my team. I'm going for a wee bit of a more modern twist. Um, it's funny just listening to you, you're used to, and the people beforehand, uh, some of the Hearts boys and that that tweeted in, um, done their videos, it's funny how you all, you're so biased towards your own team, like you choose your mm. own team, uh, it's quite funny just listening to you, but for me, I'm going Gordon and goals, uh, that man has caused me a lot of pain in my lifetime with some of the saves he's made. Uh, I remember there was one derby, Stephen Fletcher had a heater. It must have been the last 90th minute or something. And it was going in, it's going in, it's going, it going in. I'm in the famous five looking at it, it was right in the top corner, and he got his hand to it. Eh? Uh, and I think that was in the 2 2 game. I can't even mind. Yeah, I was that young. Uh, aye, fantastic goalie. Uh, Centre back is probably the hardest position for me. I'll chuck Paul Hanlon in there, cup winner um, for me, um, to score that goal, hibs through and through. Uh, yeah, I'll take him. Now, my midfield is where it gets interesting. My first, my second hearts player in the team has got to be Larry Kingston. Uh,
4: that's, that's a shout out to him. He was, he was, he brilliant. was
5: a scary, scary he man. Was brilliant. He was a scary, scary man. I thought he was uh, massively underrated just because Scacho stole the spotlight. But what a football player Larry Kingston was. Um, just in that 2000, this was 2006 2007 era. Guy, um, just the way he got he used to get the ball and take it doing, he was just such a, such a good player. Good pass for the ball and all of that. Um, I really rate, rated Kingston. I uh, really liked them actually. Um, we've got to go John McGinn. Super John McGinn. Um, just how could you not? Uh, just a fantastic player for Hibbs. Always showed up in the derbies. Always had that grit and determination. And up front, I'm going the Hammerary Hearts. Jason Cummins. The Hammerary Hearts. That's
4: a uh, that's a that's a team and a half, by the way. Uh, think so.
5: Bit modern, like bit modern, but uh, try always try to keep it different for you guys as well. But I think that for me, Cummins just scored so many goals against Hartsey. Like so many goals, so many big goals as well. Like the the header and the two two to bring it back. Uh, uh, the, the one 0 cool. the one null at Easter Road. Oh, uh, that's uh, right. I
4: forgot about
5: that game. Did you play the one nil at Easter Road? For me, the one. Uh, even scored at Tynecastle. I think they beat us two one. Uh, it was when we had the white away strip with the green shorts and the white socks. Uh, Scott uh, Allen whipped the ball in right. Oh, when I the was, the fair. That, that was, was good. that
4: was one one that game. Was aye. it one one? Aye. Oh, aye. I, thought aye. Aye. Got, aye. I thought we
5: got I we got beat. No, because uh, uh,
4: Jamie, Jamie Walker scored equaliser and celebrated. Was that the, court, the time?
5: Was that the time before then? Maybe it was two one because I was aye. there. because
4: Liam, Craig missed, Liam Freed... Craig missed a penalty. Did Freed score that game? Freed scored. Aye. Scott Robertson uh, scored. I think. Did he? I think so. Aye. Kind
5: of mind. I, I know they we got but beat. For me, uh aye, Cummins was was superb man, and then obviously scoring that goal against them and Betetliff uh, in the cup. Um brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So for me, that's my team. Just to run through it again, I've got Craig Gordon in goals, Hanlon centre back, Larry Kingston, John McGinn in the middle, and um Jason Cummins up front. So good team. Top team. Aye, see how it goes. Um, so thanks for everyone for getting involved in that bit uh, It was quite a fun wee segment It was quite hard And quite a lot of folk that done it uh, Did find it really difficult to try and narrow it down But yeah, uh, I enjoyed that section guys So let's jump into it then We've had all the fun and games uh, Sorry, looked on the past And memories and that Let's get down to it lads Top of the table, Clash um, Cubs Hearts this weekend What's your thoughts? Well, um, it's, good. it's going to be hard
6: it's going to be hard. I, I never liked derbies, but, but but purely because of the, what it means. But I think the way us and Hearts have both got off to flying starts this season, it is going to be really tough because obviously none of us want to give the other any sort of um, leeway, if you see what I mean. And I think it's very similar, except flipped on its head, to the one where we played when, you know, Heck and Bottom and Levine. You know, remember that. Nah, that's right. around, okay. It's similar circumstances, if you think about it, except it's first versus second as opposed to bottom versus second bottom. Um, this time. So hi,
4: Paul second bottom all right. <laughs> yeah,
6: exactly. Well this time it's Jack Ross, top of the league. That doesn't really <laughs> work but anyway. Um I think yeah, it's going to, they're always tough games. This one's got an edge to it because of how much the both of us and them have had flying starts. So it, it's gonna be a wee bit tougher than usual, I think.
4: I, I I would agree. I think um the big thing for me is that um we have not played well away from home this season. I know we beat Motherwell and we drew with Dundee but I'm not confident when we're away from home this season so Uh, I think it's almost slipped on its head last year where our home form was shocking and our away form was really good I think think it's going to be a very very tough game and I think it wouldn't surprise me if it ends a draw I think both teams are going to go for it and I think Mm -hmm. I think if one of us is going to win, hopefully it's us but we're going to need to stand up to them Absolutely. They, they've got a very, very attack-minded team. And they just brought in Barry Mackay, who adds an extra depth to their attack. Mm. And I, I think, you know, it depends. Like, is Martin Boyle going to play? Is Jamie Murphy going to play? Is Nisbet going to be ready? Can we've got a lot of boys away with international duty? Um, So I think for me, I think we should go in confident because we're top of the league. I know some hips fans are a bit like, oh, we've played no one, but we are top of the league. Can we should be... No. We should be going in with confidence that we're top, and that should hopefully put us in good stead. Full house at Time Castle, full away end. You know, we're not like the Glasgow Derby where there's no away fans. So, you know, I I'm always confident when we play Hearts that we're going to win. <laughs> like that's just like, and there's nothing to back that up. Like I, why, why uh, you're, I ma- not, you're mad, you mad,
6: mate. <laughs> like, exactly, I, I'm the opposite of
4: you. I just think it's going to be a very entertaining game, and I think it's it's going to be hard to. Pick a winner because mm. both teams have got it in there to do it, but Definitely. It's, going to, it's going to be interesting.
5: Yeah. Any thoughts, uh, Jack? Just think, basically echoing everyone Charlie said,
6: except I'm the opposite of I never, I'm never confident going into derbies, and that's honest to go mm. true, is because it's just it's one of those games. And I'm saying this, you, know, I think any football fan in the world will agree that a derby form, the form book goes out the window. You know what I mean? The form book goes out the window, yep. so I'm never confident. But I usually cuddle up in a corner somewhere until it's <laughs> over. But um,
5: yeah, I hate I, it as
6: well. It, it is hard to pick a winner. I think personally, I've drawn it and all over it. But yeah, well, well, it remains to be seen. But I, I, I just reiterate, reiterate, everything And Charlie said. Um, that, yeah, we've got a lot of players away on international duty. I think Martin Boyle was sitting out the Vietnam game.
4: I think that which, was pre- I think that was precautionary. Which
6: is good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, not good for Australia, because Vietnam are actually quite a decent side, but Aye. good for us. Um, so I, it all depends on what our situation is. If Boyle's fit and Nisbet comes back, you know, in full fighting shape, then I, I think we could, you know, score a few goals and hopefully, fingers crossed, get the three points off them. Aye. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I've got to say on it.
5: I think this is one of the best. I think this is the best team we've had in a, in a good number of years, and I think there's a real f- feel-good factor around the team. And to be honest with you, on paper, um, I do think Cubs have got the better team. I think Cubs have got a fantastic team. We've got so many players that can hurt them. We've got Boyle, Murphy, uh, Nisbet you know, Jake Doyle, Hayes, mcginnis like it's a very strong team, Porteous, hips thrown through at the back, solid, handling if he's back, with his head injury, hopefully this, International Breaks given him a wee bit more time to heal. Matt Macy, I've never seen anyone come and collect a cross like Matt Macy does, so their physical presence will so hopefully be taken away a wee bit, because um, they are quite a physical team, perhaps, and they usually just tend to bully us. Yeah. The thing I say is, I, I say, whenever I watch a derby, I don't enjoy it, and the reason I don't enjoy it is because, you could go watch Hibbs play the other 10 teams in the league and we'll try and play football. We'll pass it out for the back. We'll pass and move. And we, we play really nice, nice passing, free flowing, attacking football. The minute we come to play hearts, it's long ball. It's long mm-hmm. ball. It's long ball up to a striker who's like Ken, two feet and a fart. And Aye. it never works. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, I'd, we're sitting in the stands and we can see this isn't working. But for some reason they do it every time they play them. Just get drawn into the into their, their way of playing. And I always, when that when hearts companies Road, then you know, they're physical. They for me personally, and I know I'm biased, but they, I, I didn't see them playing nice football. They didn't pass the ball about nice like we do. They didn't um they're not as silky as we are, they're just big and ugly. And I, I wouldn't pay money to go watch that personally. Uh, it's no. no like just the way they play. It's no a team that I can think. Oh wow, they actually they stroke the ball bit pretty well. But for us, like phew, I think I think we play some really nice stuff at times. But I think every time we play hearts, we just get drawn into this long ball um, rubbish that we that we always tend to lose. But the times we do get the ball on the deck, like that three one game we talked about, uh, you know, were 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 worth our were worth our win every time. And I think we can beat them. I think if the game's refereed correctly, because I think Boyle is. Uh, you know, he's going to be pivotal to our success and he has been all season. Um, I think if it's refereed correctly and there's no tackles like there was in the Reka game, uh, or the Santa Coloma game, sorry, and, you know, I could see them getting a man sent off.
7: Mm,
6: and
5: I, am I right in saying the last two times we've been to Tynecastle, we've won? Yes. Horgan and Boyle with a double. Boxing day and then Horgan. Aye, out.
4: we've not been there since are there, you're right.
5: All right. right. Oh, that's a good.
4: Uh, that's a good day. Uh, keep the
5: faith. Come on then. <laughs> I, I yep. think I think uh, I think it'll be a close game. And I have to be honest with you, as much as I've said that about Hibs, I, and yes, we are top of the league. I think, I do think Hearts will be favourites, and the reason I think they'll be favourites is because they're at home. I think being mm-hmm. at Tynecastle is a big advantage for them. If it was at Easter Road, I'd, I'd, I think we'd win it easy. Aye. But I do think being at Tyne Castle, first derby after the pandemic, everybody's got to be there. It's got to be sold out. Um, I do think that'll have a big a big effect. But I think I think our players will handle it. I think we've got very good players. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Charlie, this question came for you. Should Nathan Wood start?
4: I think he should. I think he should. I, well... I think well you've got you've got an argument here because Paul Hanlon's meant to be fit so he'll walk back into the team
5: mm-hmm.
4: on paper I think Nathan Wood should start and we should go three at the back
5: Who's like
4: uh, your three Hanlon Wood and Porches
5: definitely but cool.
4: but you, I mean I don't think Jarvis is going to throw him into him I think he'll bring it off the bench potentially I think he should start because I think he's I think he's a quality player Captain England under 20s this week so he's got it in him
3: Mm-hmm. And I think
4: he's I think he's a big hardener at the back. I think he would be good. I hope I hope if he starts, he goes right through Liam Boyce, first tackle opportunity, leave one on him and say, I'm here. Come on, bring it on. I no, him,
6: I would like to see that.
4: Like I think for him, I think what's maybe frustrated me about us in Derby's before is that and it's Darren McGregor's prime example of this. He's not scared to leave one on them and be like, Bring it on, <laughs> let's go for it. Exactly. And I think we've not got that. Well, Porches probably could there, but Por- Ken and you would get himself sent off. But that's yeah. a, a, you have to take exactly. the emotion out of the game. But I, I think the Derby's the game where you can just be like fuck you. Bang, just, you get, take that.
6: Aye. just get right into them. Exactly and, uh, what that's what we want.
4: So take the game want? by take the game by the scruff of the neck in every position this weekend. And I think mm-hmm. we'll I think we'll win it. I think Aye, we absolutely. can I think we can bulldoze them off the park, mate. Like they do it to us all the time. Like if we stand up to them. And if if Wood starts, great. If no, then we've got able replacements. But I think he should Aye. start. I would start him.
5: You got an opinion there, Jack? Uh, I agree with Charlie. I think
6: Wood he captained England under-20. They beat Romania 6-1. I saw highlights of that game on the FA's YouTube channel, and he looked really. He's just a tank. You know those those Romania boys. You they look terrified of him. <clears throat> you know, He's a really good player, so and you want a boy like that in a derby. I said that in the Levy review after the Levy match. I said we need to be more physical.
3: <laughs>
6: He's going to bring that, and I definitely agree with Charlie's back three because let's be honest, Hearts are going to be crapping themselves at that. And
4: because- the the thing with A three is they're pre- sp- they're pretty tall, and McG- McGinn's I- not very tall. Eh? I think we because we know how they play football. They play the hoof, and I think mm-hmm. the three big boys McGregor can McGregor can jump in if Woods not ready to start. There you are.
6: There's exactly. I think cool McGregor enough. can be so, in there as well. So I, I have no got
5: no, to add to that. Well, I think you made a good point that I was going to say straight away. No, I wouldn't start him. I just think consistency is key, and I think you've got I, to go handling and Porteus. However, you make a good, you make a really good argument with three at the back. I mean, if he did play and it was three at the back like that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything to say. I would, I would, you, I would, give it a go eh, if that's. You've what,
4: got, you've got Boyle and Doig on the wing backs, like they played all last season pretty much. Yeah, it gives McGinn a break because like I said a couple of weeks ago he's the scapegoat and if it gives him a break great although to be fair against Livy he played well um, I know uh, we never reviewed the Livy game because we had uh, Mike on last week but aye I, I, there's an argument that McGinn has done nothing wrong in the last show into no start so
5: exactly aye so what, what do you think we need to do
4: to beat them then score more than them probably <laughs> well, that would be that would be a good start yeah, that would no, be, be a good start,
5: start aye. I no think,
4: think I think just take the game to them, eh? Stand up to them. Yeah. And then he get pushed off the ball easy. Just, aye, just stand up to them. Just stand aye, up
5: yeah. to them.
6: Exactly. Um, I
5: they think... Like... Sorry, mate, you go.
6: Aye, they like to bully us. That's what i was saying. You know, they, they, they they like to bully us about. And you've seen that the last derby we had in front of fans and in the Cup semi-final as well. You've seen that. They like to bully a about. So just go and show them we're no scared of them. I think... What Jack Ross should be getting into the players is it doesn't no matter whether they're in a maroon jersey or not. It doesn't matter if it's Hearts or no. We just play our game. That's what I want us to do. We play our game. We keep solid at the back. then not get any stupid away. Play nice football. Keep it on the deck. We're home and dry. So that's what I think we need to do. That's my opinion on it.
5: Yeah, I think we just need to take the emotion out of the game. I think we need to look at it as if we're just playing Ken St Mirren or someone else. Like just, just take the emotion out of it. Play the same football we do all the time, and we'll beat them. If we can play the same way we played against, you know, the likes of, well, Livingston, even the Motherwell game, like we we will beat them. We will beat them. Um, we we've got good. We've got too many good players. I think. Uh, I think the Hib squad is, is 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 so many goal threats. I mean, Murphy Murphy on the left, Boyle on the right. McGuinness has has got goals on him. Scott Allen's got that killer pass that can just unlock defence. He's unlocked their defence so many times. Uh, Nisbet can put the ball away. Scott can put the ball away as well, hopefully. Well, I don't know much about Scott, to be fair, so it's probably unfair saying that. But, um, you know, he's an internationalist as well. The team's fully internationalists. Uh, and I think we need to get the ball down and play. Can he get drawn into their game of hoofing it and getting... Getting emotional and getting flung into tackles and that. I think if we get the ball done in play, I think uh, a few of their boys like Haldy and that'll get wound up and I can see one of them getting sent off. Like I agree. I I do. Um who's going to be important for us then? Everyone that you've just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, Absolutely.
4: actually sack it, the whole team. Mm-hmm.
5: The whole if team, we, exactly. I
4: mean st- stick out boys that are gonna do it and just I think I think it's an important game. I think it really shows us where we are as a unit as well. Um, if we can go Absolutely. there and say, mm. say we come away right and sends know, a message. Like if we say we go there and win three 0 that sends a message to the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. Like we are, here, we are, we are leaders. here. We're not here to make up the numbers as a stupid phrase because we're we're definitely better than the majority of that team in the league. But
3: mm-hmm. why why
4: should we not be aiming to finish second or top? Uh, and if yeah. we can go there and beat them, hammer them. Sends a message, so everyone's important. I would say, the fans as well. Fans are important. Yeah, right. fans. Yeah, fans 12, are going to be massive.
5: Well, man. 12 man. I think. I think throughout lockdown, I think there's a lot of negative Hibs fans on Twitter, and I think regardless whether you're watching the game on the telly or you're watching the game in the stands, like just get behind the behind team. team. Don't try and single anyone out. You're not no going to be a hero. Doesn't matter if you get ten likes for saying, "Oh, Paul, we get Paul again." Rubbish. Again, Get behind them. It's the only way we can exactly. can push, pr- propel this team forward. If he's wearing a green shirt, Ken, I back. Sure back them. Stop, stop the negativity. There's a lot of negative folk on that tour. Like exactly. Um, so, what are your guys? Who's had the better start to the campaign? Habs or Hearts? They're I've... morally top. I'd sort of... <sighs>
6: I'm gonna say, just I don't care to be honest, but I think I've got to say purely purely based on who they've played, it's got to be them. And I've, I'm, I, as much as I don't like admitting it, man, of beating it, beating Celtic, okay, it's Celtic. They know what they used to be, but beating Celtic, especially when you're a newly promoted team, is no mean feat. They so, got them at a
5: good time, the way they, they got them. at they a, got good, them thing, at a good time, mate. Had they had them a week or two later, they'd have been pumped out. I know
6: that, I will say that. I do say Postecoglou settling in, and that but that was a good one for them. I'd say it's equal to be honest. Though. I'd say they maybe just edges mm. out based on the teams they played, but it's pretty much equal. I'd say we've had a great start as well. Um, so I, I'd say both, and I don't really care. I focus on. I, I'm yeah. going to um, remodel what um, my longest, and I don't care about the hearts. So um, <laughs> yeah.
4: I am. Um, I'll I'll say we've had the better start because purely on who's top of the league. Uh, yeah, we've, exactly. We've, yeah. we've scored more. We've conceded. Have we conceded less? Regardless, yes. we've got better, <laughs> know. regardless, we've got better goal difference, so we've had the better start. Exactly, uh,
3: yeah.
4: This morally top pish, like that, that get, was... get get yourself in the sea. Like you're morally top. If you, if you were morally top, you'd be fucking top.
5: Get uh, over yeah, yourselves. No, I know. As I that, embarrassing, like <laughs> that yeah.
4: jumbo kickback again.
6: These
5: bastards. Like, I hate them.
4: Honestly, I, <laughs> I can't wait for Sunday. I wish I was going.
5: The thing is, as well, like for me, it's like. I don't know how many times I've seen Hearts fans and that say like it's a top of the league class like no oh, no no sorry them saying they're top of the league like oh yeah they're joint top of the league it's like no you're no where's no. the trophy no.
4: for that you're, sec- <laughs> you're
5: second
4: you're I, second <laughs> if you were joint top you'd have scored you'd have the same goal differences and actually you would, you would be mm-hmm. top because of the alphabetical, you go. So you're no joint top you're second we're top. Natural order is resumed, that <laughs> and that's how it's going to finish the end of the season.
5: And- hey, listen, going off the of, going off for of last season's it's last season's league table. It's the third best team in the country versus the thirteenth best team in the exactly. country. No? Yeah, I like that. Let's go. Um, right, here's a weird one. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on Hearts tweeting about us at every given opportunity? Did you see the one they done a couple of weeks ago with Deutsch?: Aye, it the was ben, about the, when they the
4: Ben Woodburn. And then I came, We're filming this on Tuesday, and I don't know when this will be up. But they just announced <clears> Barry <throat> McKay the day, and they also mentioned them in that that oh, Hibs were Hibs almost signed Barry McKay. Did you based, see the bit?
6: We took this bit off them for God's based, sake. Based
4: on what? Because apparently he wanted to play in Edinburgh, so he just wanted them. We didn't need a winger. Oh, that's <laughs> no that's a guy. He's a free agent for a reason. Yeah, uh, exactly. But it's, it's, it just sums them up, mate. Like, they think they're the big team in Edinburgh because they've that's won that. more Darbys. <laughs> Who was the last Edinburgh team in Europe? Who was the, who's the only Edinburgh team that owns their stadium? Who's the only Edinburgh team that owns a training facility? Who's the only Edinburgh team?
6: when the, can, won the
4: league last the year. Win the Scottish Cup last. Win the League Cup last. And I could add how many more. <laughs> what a clip that is, by the way. Yes. Like, choose Hibs. <laughs>
6: Ken. Choose like, Aye, exactly. No, but Ken, I'm like,
4: just... I'm just it just bugs me. Like, clip that, Calvin, and put it on a Twitter. That's just all, that's the very stupid tweet. Aye. Like, Ken, just get over yourselves. You're a championship team playing in the Premier League. <laughs> like, mm. you're not I spe- special.
6: <laughs> aye. No, absolutely, I just think, like, see this stuff on Twitter, I just think, okay, you've got an rivalry. I don't get involved in it, whether it's the club or the fans, because I'm not like that, I think Aye. people know that I'm not like that as a fan, I just think, you know, it's a bit pathetic coming at the club official thing, like, get a, bit of, get a degree of professionalism, eh? You know, uh, their Twitter like, guys
5: are a total, total saddle I like
6: I don't really care to be honest They do what they do Like I said, I'll bring it back I don't care about the hearts So uh, yeah, that's my view I don't really what care. Would is be, that, Is that Jack Malonga there? <laughs> yeah, Jack well, exactly Jack Malonga has spoken
4: Gillis Ken uh, what would, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, what that would...
6: Is, That's a euphemism
4: <laughs> <word>. <laughs> <laughs> See if we beat them Keep on Sunday PG, right? Mate. See if we beat them on Sunday I really hope the Hibs Twitter <laughs> account Tweets out that we are morally top.
6: Yeah, I hope I so. Really I'd hope, pay like, Adam to do that. I'd well, actually pay Adam money. He could take and, my life savings to do Ken that. what?
4: If we beat them, I'm, I'll tweet it. Who's morally top now? You hear fucks. fucks. <laughs> 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 um, but, like, I.
5: If we get a beat, I'm deleting to her I, this podcast. <laughs> well,
4: is, this podcast is done for if we get beat. <laughs> this
6: podcast is going. We're just gonna have to talk. we will just we could only talk about the girls after this. Boy, if they, if they we'll
4: reincarnate me. ourselves as Hibs 2021. We'll call ourselves safe or something.
6: Exactly. Um, yeah. we will we'll get about Rangers beat. bashing.
5: <laughs> right. My my mild opinion, Hibs. Um, aye. <laughs> aye, just a bit a bit sad, man. I mean, I, I don't really see Hibs tweeting about hearts ever. Um, no. because I don't I don't I follow Hibs at day way. See hearts on my Twitter feed, you know what I mean? Exactly. But uh, I they tweeted out a few just for the listeners who haven't seen it or who maybe aren't on Twitter. They tweeted out one a couple of weeks ago when they signed that Ben Woodman, the Welsh boy, and they put something out like, oh, some, some, here's some great Welsh folk. And it was like flashes of famous Welsh folk. I didn't really ken many of them. I think it was like Ryan Giggs and some guy from Love Island and a few others. I didn't even ken. But there was one at Dodge, and it had like a big X through it to cross Dodge out to be like, he's a bad Welsh person. And it's like, Haha, <laughs> very funny. Right. Wow. And, then, oh, and then in the bin.
4: And then their fans start stealing our songs again. Can I?
5: Oh, mate, that's cringy. See, when i seen them do that, they were doing that. Doo-doo, 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 right, and then they go, hi, Beast. They were going jam touch. I was like, what are you <laughs> doing?
4: Yeah, you <laughs> what you did? And then they so stole that hard. The, they stole you the know, Martin Boyle song for Ben Woodburn.
5: Oh man, that's yeah. tin pot, eh? And then uh, they the,
4: they've chored our Kyle McGuinness song for one of the other players. It's like, come on. Guess what
5: like, hey.
4: I think we should. Soon,
6: I soon, they'll I know them.
5: soon they'll be singing jambos, three rangers, two. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, er, Ken and Name will be Jambo's five high bees one. Ken,
5: yeah, I didn't give them any well, char- ideas, Charlie.
4: But- right. Like, I hope you're not watching.
5: <laughs> uh, I can, uh, nah, but honestly, um, nah, they've got they've got quite Shan Potter to be fair. Uh, I think right. we
4: should uh, stop talking about them and
5: aye.
6: Uh, yeah. Let's move on now. I think this is a good place to stop. <laughs> yes, take it away, Jackie boy. So, we're good. we've got the cat numbers. Um, this week it's 28 or acting's fans, to I could say, in Germany. Yeah, I had to add that in there. <laughs> so, you're not. 28 are as follows. It's Jamie McCluskey, Ross Campbell, Alan Gow, Gow um, Callum Booth, Lee Griffiths, Scott Robertson, Anthony Stokes, and Chris Maxwell. I'm going to take this one away first and say, uh, Stokesay because who put the ball in the Rangers net twice? So, who put Stokes-y. the ball in the Rangers net twice? Stokesy. Um, that's me, and I just think he was a great player. Um for us, especially in that championship season. So I'll get that one out of the way quickly, just Anthony Stokes, because Hero hates the Rangers um, and helped us to that Scottish Cup. So I'll uh, go across to Calvin first. Who Are you picking out those number 28s?
5: Uh, I like Lee Griffiths a lot, but I just I don't like thinking about Hibs at that time because it was such a shan time to be a Hibs fan. It
0: was.
5: Uh, so I'm gonna go with Scott Robertson in the revival years during the championship. Thought he was massively underrated. Uh, I think he spent a bit of time at Dundee United in that beforehand as well. Just he, he was massively underrated, especially in that 4-0 game when we pumped Rangers. Um superb man. He was really, really good. Really liked Scott Robertson. Yeah. Okay. Now across to the big man. Who's your favourite 28 then?
4: Oh, it's, it's going to be Chris Maxwell, eh? Well, oh, fucking, joking. he was. A... I know oh, that oh, he's going to have got be fair. To, his be, hair. To, be, to be fair, he's now, now he's now playing for Blackpool. He's doing actually all right for himself. But aye, he was he was hopeful for him.
5: Oh, you couldn't pay oh, me to live oh. in Blackpool. Eh? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. The worst thing,
4: come on, Calvin. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, um. I think I'm going to go with uh, Jamie McCluskey. Um, and I think he was just a wee, he was a good wee player when he came through at Hibs. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he was, he was one of my favourite players back in, I think it was 2004 he broke through. So mm-hmm. I, he was, I'll go with him. Um, Cause you're right. Griffiths, better number nine, but also that Hibbs team was shocking. And uh, Callum Booth wasn't very great. Ross Campbell, I didn't mind him. Alan Gow was all right, but aye, I'll go Jamie McCluskey. Mm-hmm.
6: No, and I just I just went for um, Stokesy because, like I said, who put the ball in the Rangers net twice? Aye, that's um, true. So, aye. Um, then finally, we've got a listener questions, and we've only got the one this week. And if you could have one player from the past um, play in your team this Sunday, who would it be? So I'll go across to you first, Charlie, and then I'll get mine out the way um, after you've said yours. Um, I've got to think about this one.
4: That's that's a hard one because we've had so many good players, eh? Is it? Um, I would probably say Marvin Bartley. Now, that's Mar- probably an unpopular, uh,
5: probably it's probably an unpopular, get it, get it shout.
4: but surely yeah. on the fact that in the middle of the field, you need a hard man against the Hertz. Okay, it was either him or Scott Brown because he was he loved that we wind up with the Hertz taste. So, I Bartley, um, I think he he just got up for every game, so I think he would what he would probably, um have a wee bit of steel about him in the midfield on Sunday so go for him
6: I'm going to say for me I've got to say the one player I'd happily have back in the team on Sunday is going along the midfield theme Super John McGinn because I mean need I say more just <laughs> um, pulls the strings best midfielder we've had in years certainly you know, one of the best midfielders we've ever had yeah. I'd, I'd go as far as say um, and he just did so much, especially like in the two two. If hadn't he been for John McGinn, we might have no got that goal back. So, you know, I've got to say mm. John McGinn for me, um simply because he's such a great player. Um, across to you, Calvin, who would you
5: have um, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep up the theme of John's and I'm gonna go John Abica. <laughs> oh. <The> ra- <laughs> I, I didn't think that.
3: that's clever,
5: that. Hey, John Abika, down, 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 down. down, 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 down. <laughs> yeah. oh, John Abika, I would have
6: Right, he build him a statue. Just do it. The East stands now. The John Abika stand.
5: I that's... thought you were yeah. going to say
4: John. Use or something there, but John Abika. No, no, a... John
5: Abika. That's a good
6: shout. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs>
5: just taking the mic, I take in. Uh, oh, well, be- to I-
6: edward as well for what they did, what he did to them in that cup final. <laughs> <laughs> That's
5: beautiful. that was beautiful. Um, Eddie. there was like a Cummins fanboy, but he used to, oof, he still. Okay, I just broke my draw. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no style, no bottle. Um, I, I'd have
5: to say, um. McGinn's, McGinn's probably the obvious one. Eh? Riordan, would Riordan do well in this team? Uh, I just feel like we're a bit light up top than away eh? with Nisbet. I don't know much about Scott, so I'll probably chuck Riordan up front with Nisbet. See Riordan
4: yeah. with, with Scott Allen in behind him.
5: That would be... Uh, exactly. Scott Brown, Scott Brown. I'm going Scott Brown. Scott Brown. Stop, I think so, oh, mate, he's a hard man. We need Scott Brown in there. He's a hard man. He uh, hate, hates the
4: Scott Brown, Marvin Bartley and John McGinn. Oh my word, we would, we would not lose a midfield battle ever. <laughs> no, that'd that would be class, is, man.
6: That midfield is sexy likes. Um, <laughs> I think that wraps us up, doesn't, does not it not?
4: Aye, it certainly does, it does mate. It uh, certainly uh, does. We'll be back to review, hopefully, a derby win. A Jack of the Women playing this weekend?
6: Yeah, I've talked about that earlier. Um,
4: so I know, it's, been, it's, it's been a wee while since we spoke about that. Motherwell,
5: motherwell. So, fine, fine, thank you.
6: <laughs> yes, come oh. on. <laughs> Boo.
5: Boo. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, thank you. <laughs>
6: uh, yeah, the last time I heard that, when I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Dang, no, last no, time, last aye, time you aye. fell for that
4: was when I tweeted about it. <laughs> well,
6: that, was, that was hungry. Oh, aye. If uh, you're hungry, no, no we'll should... go do that with again. <laughs> right. So, but um, aye, I think, well, like, the last time we played Motherwell, away, beat them 6-0. So, I think we'll get aye. a confident result. Motherwell are not a particularly great team. I know they signed Leanne Crichton, but she's done. So, um, well, yeah, I think, hopefully I yeah, so, uh, <laughs> win hopefully Aye. a big win and that will lift our spirits if things don't go our way at Tyne Castle so hopefully oh, a big win for the girls
4: what you mean to say is Jack they'll lift our spirits even more after we've pumped them at Tyne Castle so we'll yes. be back <laughs> we'll be back we'll be back to review both games and uh, until next time come on
3: Ibs